This is Brother John Matter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus. And I pray all is well with you, and you are enjoying the great blessings of a true and a living God. And I want to get right into the word that the Lord is stirring my soul with. And that's we are in the days of a great visitation and a true and a living God has to stand up in the earth and reveal himself. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about the God of the Bible that we read about from Genesis to Revelation. It's time for him to show himself and reveal himself in his power, his authority, his dominion, and his glory. You know, years ago when I was pastoring in Alabama, I think it was somewhere around 2009 or 10, I picked my Bible up off the podium and I held it up to the people. And I said, I will find the God of this Bible. I've never been one to sit still for religion. I've never cared about religion. I've never cared about the doctrines and traditions of man. I've never got into studying them. I've always studied the Word of God. And I've always sought God in prayer and fasting for God to reveal Himself to me, to give me direction, to order my steps and direct my paths. And whether you realize it or not, God has a purpose and a plan for every person that He has placed on this earth. Everybody on this earth is not placed here by God, but those that have been placed here, those that Paul talked about, I believe it's in Ephesians, the first chapter, who are predestined and foreordained and even talked about it in Romans. I believe it's the 8th chapter, somewhere around 29th, 30th verse. He said that there are those that are predestined and foreordained to be conformed to the image of His dear Son. That means that you are already, this is God's will for you, that you can become like his holy child. And I believe that. I believed it for 47 years when I started serving the Lord back in 1972. It was being taught that we could become like Jesus. We could put on his mind, his nature, his compassion, his mercy, his characteristics. We could become just like him because his spirit which is the Holy Ghost, would live in us. People do not even know today what the Holy Ghost is. The Holy Ghost is not just a bunch of jerking and shouting and talking in tongues, but the Holy Ghost that was poured out on the day of Pentecost is the Spirit of the resurrected Christ. That is what the Scriptures in John fourteen, fifteen, and 16 teach us, that He said that He that is with you shall be in you. So he is now in us by his spirit, by his word, by the unction. And there's one thing about it, that if you plant a seed from an apple tree or peach or whatever, it is going to produce what is in that seed. And the Lord has told us in his word that the seed remaineth in him or it remaineth in us. If you go to 1 John 3, and read 8 and 9, you will find out that he that is born of God doth not commit sin, and he cannot sin, because his seed remaineth in him. So God has something great and mighty set before us. He has a uh, a powerful visitation of his word, 
and His Spirit that He has prepared for the earth. And if you are chosen of God, or God has placed you here, then it's now time for you to find God's will for your life. It's now time for you to be led of the Spirit of God to find God's will for your life and to walk in the footsteps that God has ordered for you. You've got to walk in the, your steps uh, according to His Word. God needs to guide your steps. So many people live their lives of what they want to do. And I'm talking about even people that name the name of the Lord that say they have accepted Christ. And it's one thing to accept Christ to be your Savior. It's another thing to accept Him to be your Lord. You can make Jesus your Savior, and many people have, but very few know what it means to make Him Lord of your life. And when you make Him Lord of your life, you totally surrender everything in your life. You surrender your will. You give yourself over to the working of His Spirit, and you begin to seek for the mind that was in Christ Jesus to be also in you. And that is, uh, that is Philippians 2. In 5, it said, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in us. And then it goes on in verse 6. You know, a lot of people will quote that scripture, but they don't know what the mind that was in Christ Jesus was. They never search it out. But verse 6, <laughs> excuse me, verse 6 tells us that Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And he made of himself no reputation. So the mind that was in Christ Jesus was to reach that place to be equal with God. He thought, he thought it not robbery. He didn't think it was wrong. He knew he was not doing anything wrong because he had come in this world not just to save man, but to heal and deliver man. And according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, he came into this world to reconcile man back to God. And that is back to the place where God created man in the beginning, set him in that garden, gave him dominion over all the works of his hands, according to Psalm 8 and according to Genesis 1, 26 and 27. He says, he says in Psalm 8, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou hast visited him and set him over the works of thy hands? In Genesis 1 and 26 and 27, he says, Let us create man or let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let us give him dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over everything that creepeth on the earth. And then it goes on and says, So God created man in his image, and he gave them dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air. Man was placed in dominion over God's creation. He was set over the works of God's hands. He was set there. And that was the kingdom. That is what God done in the beginning. He gave man total dominion over his creation. Let me see if I can get over there. I believe it's Psalms 8. I believe I'm right. Let me jump over there and see. And uh, look 
at what it says. I, I'm, yes. Uh, Psalms 8, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. That means God will stand them still. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man? that thou art mindful of him, and the Son of Man, that thou visited him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. You know, God's people got to wake up and realize who they are. You got to wake up and realize who you are in Christ Jesus. What has been uh, purchased for you. He, he made our Lord and Savior when he raised him from the dead in Ephesians 1 and 20. What he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. You hear what I'm saying to you? He gave him dominion over everything. When Jesus was resurrected, he made the statement in Matthew 28, and I believe it's 18 and 19. Behold, all power in heaven and earth is now given unto me. When he uh, raised him from the dead, the Lord gave me a visitation. Gosh, I guess it was back in 2015, and I think it was June uh, of 2015. I was uh, in our my office in our house in Conyers, Georgia. I was praying, and it was about 5, 36 o'clock in the morning, and the Lord took me out in a vision. And I saw, he took me out and I stood on the edge of the universe and I saw all the planets. I saw our solar system. And it's like everything was uh, out of sync, out of time. The planets in their orbits seemed to be slow and sluggish and wobbling. Nothing was in God's divine order. Everything seemed to be out of sync. And then I seen and heard this huge explosion and it blinded my eyes for probably uh, 15 or 20 seconds and and as this huge bright explosion began to dissipate and things began to come back in focus I again was standing on the edge of the universe and our solar system and I saw all the planets back in order, back in time, rotating the way God had created them in the beginning. And uh, the Lord spoke to me. I heard the word of the Lord. Let me get over here to it. Give me just a second, and I will get there to what exactly God spoke to me uh, on that morning. And as I come out of this, I saw all of this, and God uh, put everything back in His divine order in Ephesians 1 and verse 20, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in heavenly places. Let me go back up to verse 19. 
And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And it put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Are you seeing this? Which he wrought in Christ. And when the Lord showed me this when he uh, put this in my spirit and gave me this scripture. He said, what happened in this when I raised him from the dead? He said, was not just a a resurrection. This was a reconciliation. Are you hearing me? This was not just a resurrection. This was a reconciliation. And I want to get over there to 2 Corinthians uh, 5. And I'm going to as soon as... uh, There it is. And every one of you has quoted this scripture. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God. Listen to this who hath reconciled us by him, by him to us himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That word reconciliation means restoration to divine favor, to put back in God's divine order and restoration. So what God wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead was not just resurrection. It was reconciliation. It was reconciliation. It was to restore man back to God's divine favor, to put him back where he created him. And you go on down to verse 19, said to wit... That God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God, not just saved, not just healed, not just delivered, but restored back to God's divine favor where God created man, not in heaven, but on this earth. We will not rule and reign with Christ a thousand years in heaven. We will be made kings and priests, and we will rule and reign with him a thousand years on earth. God is preparing to reveal his kingdom. I've been preaching this uh, ever since 2012 and trying uh, like John the Baptist to get people prepared, to get them to prepare uh, the way of the Lord for the kingdom 
kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is at hand. The word of the Lord to this generation is repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God is bringing forth the power, the authority, the dominion, the revealing of his kingdom that is one more time going to live in man as it lived in Jesus Christ as it lived in him but it's no longer going to be in one vessel but this is a body of believers for the body of Christ is being formed it is being edified it is being educated it is being brought forth and this is why God now is restoring what he done on Pentecost he is restoring the foundation of the church when you talk about a restoration and a renewing of the Holy Ghost all people get in their minds is jerking and shouting and talking in tongues that is a million miles from what I am talking about I am talking about that divine nature of Christ I'm talking about what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead I am talking about the very indwelling of the resurrected Christ in power and authority and dominion I am talking about that mind of Christ I am talking about when people see you they are going to see the very image of the Christ being revealed in you Christ was the image he was the expressed image of the invisible God and we will be the express image of the Christ being revealed in mortal flesh I believe it's 1 Corinthians 4 that talks about that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh religion is bound God's people till they don't even know who they are God's people have took on this nature of defeated beat down discouraged depressed people instead of a people that the power of the resurrected Christ lives in them instead of a people full of faith and power and authority and dominion over all God's creation what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou hast visited him and set him over the works of thy hands get out of your immaturity get out of your junk get out of all this arguing about water baptisms and the Godhead quit arguing about it preach it preach the kingdom let those receive that's going to receive state the doctrine declare it and quit arguing about it because all this stuff does is bring contention it brings upsetness it brings confusion declare the word of God declare the doctrine of Christ for there is only one pure doctrine and it will be declared for God now will stand up in the earth as the true and the living God and he will declare his name Jesus for which come a salvation for there is no other name given under heaven whereby men might be saved than by that name of Jesus and by mighty works by horrible acts and great miracles the name of Jesus will be declared and the kingdom of heaven is coming forth in power authority dominion and God is going to establish his word and his kingdom in this earth it's time 
We gotta have a change. We gotta have a reconciliation. We gotta have a movement of the Spirit of God to bring people back to the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say you believe. If your doctrine that you believe has man's teaching in it, it's polluted. I don't care what you are. I don't care even you people that claim to be the, uh, that know the truth. If there's any of man's teaching in your doctrine, it's polluted. The Lord told us in Ephesians, and I believe it's the fourth chapter. Let me get back over there if I can find my Bible. Go back to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And I believe it's right there at the very first part of the chapter where Paul talks about, uh, he said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech ye that you walk worthy of the vocation to which ye are called with all lowliness, meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's got to be one true doctrine preached and there's got to be a labor from God's people to keep the unity of the Spirit. Nobody's in unity of Spirit. Everybody's divided. Everybody seems like they're fighting one another and against one another. Even people that declare they preach the same thing. But Paul went on and taught there's one body, one Spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one Lord. There's one faith. Jesus didn't come preaching a hundred different faiths. He did not come preaching a hundred different faiths. Are you hearing me? He came preaching God's doctrine. He said, my doctrine's not mine. It is Him that sent me. Is anybody with me out there today? Are you with me? There is only one doctrine. And I'm going to the epistle by John the Revelator. And I am going to read, beginning at verse 1, and I'm just going to read this. Uh, the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoiced greatly when the brother, brethren came and testified, of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. You hear what John is revealing here? John is talking about the true doctrine and the true uh, doctrine of Christ, which Jesus came and declared and preached. Beloved, thou doest faithful whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well, because that for his name's sake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. See, John keeps referring to the truth. And he wrote in his gospel, the gospel of John, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And he says, because for his name's sake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles, we therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. I wrote unto the church by Diotrephes, 
who loveth to have the preeminence among them, received us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words. And not content therewith, neither doth he receive him, uh, neither doth he himself receive the brethren and forbiddeth them that would and casteth him out of the church. Now John is talking about a leader of a church here. He's talking about a leader that will not receive the brethren. He's causing division. He's causing upsetness. And everybody that tries to receive him, he puts them out of the church. That means he was in a leadership position. And he goes on and says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doth evil hath not seen God. Demetrius has such a good report of all men and of truth itself, yea. And we also bear record, and you know that our record is true. I've tried to tell people and tried to tell people and tried to tell people, whoever you're listening to, be sure that their works are proven. Be sure, are you hearing me, that their works are proven. He's, and he went on and said, I had many things to write, but I will not with pen and ink write them unto you. But I trust I see shall shortly see you. We shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. Let me see. I, I didn't find the scripture I wanted there. So let me jump over to uh, the epistle of Second John. And let me find what I'm looking for. Uh, hang with me here just a moment. In verse 7 of Second uh, John, the epistle of Second John. For many deceivers are entered in the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourself that we lose not those things for which we have wrought or which we have labored, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. John is saying here, Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ. There is one doctrine of Christ. There is one Lord. There is one faith. There is one baptism. I don't care what you call yourself. I don't care what name's on your church sign over your church door. I don't care where you attend church. If you are not abiding in that one pure doctrine of Christ, if you have added to or taken away, if you are not striving to live by that full knowledge and revelation of the one true doctrine of Christ, uh, then you are transgressing. I'm telling you what the Word says. Uh, and he went on and said, If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed, for he... That biddeth him God's speed uh, is partaker of his evil deeds. This is Brother Matter. I see that our time is about gone again. I trust this word's been a blessing to you, and it's time to come back to the one true doctrine, the one true holy name of Jesus. And 
preach that apostle and prophet's doctrine. And I know some of you think you know what it is, but I'm telling you there's more to the apostle's doctrine than just water baptism. Uh, people aren't teaching the Holy Ghost right. They aren't teaching the indwelling of it right. There's all this arguing and contention. There's got to be a true working of the Spirit of God to put this stuff down. So uh, I encourage you to come join us at our New Testament church in LJ, located at 90 Garland Drive. We're meeting right now just on Sunday morning at 11. We're going to prayer at 1030. Everybody needs to have a home church, and that home church needs to pray together. So I'm encouraging all God's people that if you are hungry for truth, you are hungry for a visitation, you're hungry for what God is revealing in this day and hour, come and be with us. We start prayer at 1030, and we pray uh, and let the Spirit of God have its way. If you would like to, go to our website, you can go to uh, mansentfromgod.org. That's M-A-N-S-E-N-T-F-R-O-M-G-O-D dot O-R-G. You can find all of our information there. God bless you. We're looking forward to you being with us next week at the same time.